Jets fans were a little under 10 games into the season, and obviously there have been some positive things, uh, maybe some not so positive things, big surprises and big disappointments. Let's talk about what is surprising for the Jets and which things might leave us wanting a little bit more on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. For Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, just really love and appreciate your support. Now, like I said at the intro, um, this episode I wanted to go through like the biggest surprises this season so far and the biggest disappointments. Now, obviously, this is just a very cursory uh, first look at the start of the season. We're not even 10 games really into the year. And so, you know, take some of this really with a bit of a grain of salt. Obviously, Winnipeg's record at 5-3-1 and one is okay, right? Um, but how they've gotten there, I think, has uh, had some mixed opinions. Some people are excited about the, the Jets and the progress they're making. Others, like me, are probably a little more um, kind of on the fence with how some of the developments have shaped and and really how the team is playing. But, you know, even on an individual level, there are things. But... Apologies, folks. I think we might have lost connection there. Um, I was just saying just a minute ago, you know, obviously there have been some positive things this year uh, on an individual level for the Jets and maybe some things that weren't quite going as well as expected. Uh, But I always like talking about the positive things first, uh, the good news, the happy news. So let's start off with the biggest surprise this year. And I'm not going to really call this one like a pure surprise in the usual sense, right? I, I kind of felt like this development was something that was going to happen once Paul Maurice left. Um, And that is sort of the resurgence of Mark Shifley. I think that Shifley over the past several years has been much maligned, and and some of it is very valid. Some of it is um, maybe not quite uh, fair to him in certain areas. But overall, I think a lot of the criticisms about his game and the way that he has approached his position um, and his role with the team, I think, were actually pretty valid. I think a lot of people were kind of on the money when they said, in a lot of ways, it felt like Shifley had kind of quit. Um, not like in the, the usual sense of him just abandoning every shift, but the version of Shifley that we got each game was incomplete, right? You felt like there was something more that he could offer the team that he wasn't quite giving the Jets. And I think it's really important that this version of him that we're seeing is confident, is is creating offense on a consistent basis. You know, Shifley just looks a lot more refreshed. He looks like he's happy again. And I think that is a really positive thing for the Jets. Uh, you can tell that it's had a significant impact on Winnipeg's top six. It just seems like 
you know, Shifley is back to creating great goals. He's scoring again. Uh, his offensive positioning looks acute. He's even backtracking more frequently. I mean, there's just more buy-in from him as a whole, which is great to see. I think uh, from my perspective, I, I was sort of expecting a bounce back year from him, although I, I wasn't really sure just how good he would be. I think it's always a, a bit of a you know question mark, right? At, at the age of like 28 or so, you know, where is Shifley's game? He's got a couple of years left on his deal. Um, you know, this is one of the final seasons he's, he's, uh, currently a committed jet and this, you know, the future with him has been uncertain. There have been trade talks. There were rumors that Winnipeg's uh, front office was kind of done with him. And then Bones comes in and Shifley seemingly says he's committed, uh, is willing to give this a, another shot. I think in a lot of ways, this was probably his way of kind of warning the front office that he wouldn't mind walking if things really didn't pan out and if he didn't feel comfortable. But, you know, about nine or so games into the season, it feels like Shifley is back. And I think for the Jets, uh, you know, needing a number one center, needing somebody that they can rely on in their top six on a, a daily basis is critical. Now, obviously, you know, Shifley can't always carry a line that doesn't have, you know, players of his caliber at his wings. I, I think you can tell that, you know, since Ehlers has gone out, it's been a little bit challenging for Mark to really uh, elevate that line, especially with Appleton on it. But, you know, for all the things that you can expect from Shifley and all the things that you ask of him, I think he has really done his job well. I think he's looked resurgent. Uh, and as like a, as a fan of the Jets, I'm just happy to see him back to where he should be because, of, you know, the past few years, I was like getting close to being done with him. And in some ways, I didn't even blame him for not really being committed to the Jets in the same way. Because, you know, if I were in his position, right, and I I dedicated many years to this franchise, uh, and really even, you know, I had a, a deal now that is currently under market, even though at the time that Shifley signed it, it was fair value. Um, You know, I, I would kind of feel like the Jets had squandered years of, you know, my best performances and there was a chance for them to follow up on the success of 2017, 2018, and they didn't really do that. And I can see from Shifley's perspective why he would kind of feel like he's stuck. You know, you find yourself on this team that keeps telling you it's going to be competitive, keeps promising to be something more special, and it really hasn't shown any of that. And it's stuck by a coaching staff that really didn't accomplish anything. So, you know, from Shifley's perspective, I could kind of see it, but all of that seems to be in the past now. Uh, I don't know what his future holds beyond the next couple of seasons, but for the time being, while Shifley is a member of the Jets, he looks refreshed, he looks like he's back, and I think it really couldn't have arrived at a better time with the Jets uh, really looking to try and cement uh, a playoff spot in the Central Division. Might not be as hard as they were expecting this year, but all the same, it is fantastic to have Mark back, and I hope that he continues this current run of form and uh, helps lead this team to a playoff spot. Now, there are a few other surprises that I think are worth spotlighting, um, and then we'll talk you know, later in the episode about some things that are maybe not so happy, uh, some disappointments. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your football betting needs, uh, as well as the start of the basketball season. And this covers both NCAA and professional on both sides of the sports. Uh, it features all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth analysis, and everything in between, 
on every single game and player that you need tracked. They've also got uh, up-to-the-minute betting information with scores, uh, live updates, and everything that you could possibly need to make the most informed bets possible. They also have stuff on future games, past games, and they'll give you a nice historical perspective on how your team is doing or you know how the league is doing that you're following. Whatever it is that you're after, BetOnline wants to be your number one source for all of it. And they've also got tons of other sports, including MMA, MML, MLB, um, boxing, golf, triple crown horse racing when that's around. Uh, they've even got German football or English football if you're into that. Uh, I'm personally a big footy fan, so this is really awesome for me. I've seen some Bundesliga bets, which you know wouldn't normally think about, but BetOnline, again, really covers all the bases. And if you're not really into sports or you just want to change the pace, they've also got Vegas casino games because they want to be something for everyone. Getting started really couldn't be easier. Just start, register for a free account at BetOnline.net on your laptop or mobile device because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. In just a moment, we're going to continue talking about uh, the biggest disappointments and surprises so far of this season. Obviously, just a few games, and so um, you know it's it's a little early to be doing this, but I thought it might be worth talking about some some major developments for the Jets. But before we go any further, I just want to do shout out uh, one of our other great podcasts, something that I think you should make your second listen. It is Locked On Sports Today. It brings you the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports. It helps you go beyond the the scoreboard and behind the scenes with our local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today is available in all of your favorite podcasts uh, platforms, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now because it is free. And again, like I said, just really love and appreciate your support. Now, circling back to the Jets, um, we talked about how Shifley was one of my biggest surprises of the year. Although I did kind of couch it with the expectation that Shifley would have a better season. Um, I'll say this for one other player that I was kind of expecting a big year from, but maybe wasn't sure that the points would exactly follow. I think Cole Perfetti for me has been a huge bright spot. Um, Look, you know, the, the, the top six in light of Ehlers being injured and some of the line shuffling, um, it, it's not really been ideal, right? But Perfetti is, I think, second or third on the team in scoring so far. He has been really effective defensively. He's provided a very strong two-way game. And while you might look at some of the on-ice statistics and think, well, maybe maybe there's some room for growth, that's obvious, right? But I think the Jets are also running a, a suboptimal arrangement of things. They're trying to make do with what they've got. And I think that that often shows in how these guys are deployed and how they're arranged and despite all of this, I think Perfetti is doing a really good job. Um, what I've noticed with him is that he gets into the right shooting lanes. He finds those soft spaces. He's got that great passing and vision. I mean, the kid is just brilliant. Uh, and I don't think that there's any other way to, des- to describe him as other than the fact that when it comes to hockey, Perfetti is a genius. I've used that phrase a lot with him. I think it accurately describes the way that he plays hockey. Uh, Scott Wheeler from the athletics said he's just smarter than everyone else on the ice. And I think that still holds true. Um, Cole is a player who, you know, is also surprisingly sturdy. I mean, he gets like cross checked a ton, man. Uh, for some reason he's been boarded like five or six times already this year. And yet he just keeps up, you know, keeps on getting up, keeps on riding it. Uh, obviously you don't want him to keep getting it. It would be nice if they would stop doing that, especially illegally, but Perfetti, for a guy who everyone said is undersized, who's not mobile, who lacks toughness, 
he's a tough, tough kid. Uh, and he has really risen to the task of, you know, trying to help this team elevate the top six and really cement his place in Winnipeg's present and future. Um, you know, the biggest question for him going forward is, does he stay as a winger or does he become a center one day? I'd love to see him get tried out as center. I think his skill set and the way that he sees the ice, uh, as well as his like, you know, playing style, I think it really fits that position. But obviously the Jets are trying to figure out their long-term center uh, roles. So we'll see what they do with him. Uh, but I think in terms of this season, I'm just really happy uh, and glad to see that the points are following for a kid who, for me, you know, that was kind of the last thing we needed to see, right? Actual scoring on the sheet because he was doing everything else to get into those positions. It's just actually getting rewarded for his efforts. And so far, he's risen to the task. There's no sophomore slump. Um, I call him the, you know, one of the bigger surprises because, you know, for a young rookie, it can be difficult to actually get into the race uh, for the Calder. But this year, he looks like he's on track and he is enjoying life. Now, one last surprise that I think is worth really shouting out um, is Sam Gagne. I think Gagne, for me, has been really underappreciated and underrated for this team. Uh, he's already notched a few goals. Uh, a couple of them were really pivotal. I think at least one or two of them were even game winners. Um, but Sam, you know, for a guy who was signed to basically league minimum and came in on, what was it, like a PTO or something at first, I was very happy with the signing to begin with. It kind of was one of those where I was like, I, I think not feeling well that day. So I actually missed the uh, the assi- like signing announcement um, and found out about it like an hour or two later. But when I heard about it, I thought Chevy had done a really good thing. Uh, and it's not often that I think the front office does something that I'm really excited about. I mean, obviously, the FO just doesn't really make a lot of moves to begin with. So when they do something that I think is a great idea and a great move, you know, um, it's always something that really stands out to me. And Gagne was a super value add. Uh, but even by my expectations, he's really surpassed them. Uh, what really kind of surprised me and caught me off guard is just how good his two-way game is. You know, Gagne used to be thought of as like a really um, solid finisher, a guy who's mostly paid to put pucks on the net, which he does well, but he also brings a surprising defensive element. I've noticed him uh, forcing turnovers, jumping, passing, and shooting lanes. He's more well-rounded than I expected, and I feel like, you know, in some ways it's kind of like getting uh, a really budget version of Matthew Perot, not on the same level. And I think his game style and stuff really isn't, you know, super similar, but there are some things to his game, some elements that just vaguely remind me of what Perot used to bring to this team. Uh, I, I hope that Kanye at some point gets like a top six look because I think he's legitimately good enough to skate there. And I think he'll actually do pretty good numbers, but you know, until that time, we're just kind of waiting for him to really get this, his shot but so far, he's been super value add. I have really been thrilled. He surpassed my own expectations. And I just you know, hope he keeps it up because so far, he's been awesome. And I think he's been one of Winnipeg's better free agent ads. Um, but of course, you know, with all the positive surprises and stuff, there are some things that are more disappointing. Um, and I, I always try to save the nastiness for later. So in just a moment, we're going to take a look at some of the uh, bigger disappointments for the Jets things that I would hope had gone a little bit smoother, but so far haven't quite lived up to the billing. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. 
we are closing up tonight with, you know, our, our biggest surprises and biggest disappointments so far. It's early into the season, but there are still some things we can definitely take away. Um, and after going through the biggest surprises, it's now time to go through the biggest disappointments. And I think for me, one of the biggest disappointments has been Pionk's struggles. Uh, I was hoping that Neil would have a really big bounce back year this season. So far, he hasn't really looked like he's gotten back into shape yet. Um, and maybe he never does. Maybe this is just who he is. And this version of Neil that we're seeing is a more accurate reflection than what we saw when he was playing just the North Division. Uh, it's a shame because that version of Neil that showed up against the Canadian teams was really fun. He was very dynamic. Um, he wasn't afraid to go in one-on-one matchups and actually win them. Even even against like Connor McDavid, dude was just fearless going after Connor. Uh, and, you know, for Pionk, it's just, I always want to root for him because I feel like when it comes to all of the jet skaters, he's one of the guys that's like a leader on the ice and in voice. You know, he calls himself out and he calls the team out when he feels like the performances aren't there. He always seems very honest and accountable. And so when he struggles, it kind of hurts me personally because I always want him to succeed and do well. But it just feels like this year hasn't really gotten off to the best footing. And at times you almost wonder how much you can actually play him. And I'm sure Pionk is frustrated with his own performance. You know, Neil is one of those guys who last year said he was embarrassed with the season. I mean, you know, he had a concussion at one point, I'm pretty sure. So how much I can really, you know, get on him about that. I mean, it's, it's you know, I think you have to be a little more charitable to himself, but it is what it is. And I think Neil this year would probably say that so far it's been a struggle for him to really adapt to the new systems and to kind of rein in some of his own decision-making and chaos. It, you know, it's been a tough start to the year for him. Uh, and I hope that, you know, for a guy who really is so accountable and who wants to be a clear leader for this team, that his season kind of starts to correct itself and that he can really live up to his own expectations. Because I know he wants to give this team everything. He does it on every single shift. And sure, you know, plenty of guys on the team and pretty much everyone works really hard. But, you know, Neil is one of those dudes who pretty much wears it, you know, his heart on his sleeve. Uh, and that's why it's so easy to root for him. So hopefully his year kind of stabilizes. It's been disappointing to see that it hasn't quite gotten off to the right start, but there's still plenty of time this season. Uh, and maybe we'll see him get a partner where he feels more comfortable and he can kind of settle down. Now, the last big disappointment that I think is is worth shouting out uh, is kind of a two-four, two I guess, in this one. Um, it is the power play and, and penalty kill, the special teams. They've been atrocious. Um, I, I know it might not look like it from the PK ranking not being dead last quite yet, but yeah, the special teams have been nothing short of unwatchable. The power play is too easily telegraphed. The puck movement is slow. Uh, it's too reliant on Kyle Connor scoring everything. Uh, the penalty kill, you know, concedes a ton of opportunities. Doesn't really close down passing and shooting lanes. Um, this was supposed to be stuff that Scott O'Neill was like a specialist in. So it's it's really disappointing to see that it hasn't really uh, evolved yet. Which I mean, it it could be part like a partly personnel thing, right? So I, I'm not gonna you know put it all on the coaching staff, but I also feel like. The special teams last year might have been better partially because the power play was a little more functional, and that is not a good sign. You really shouldn't be moving backwards because it wasn't like the special teams last year were super amazing. So 
I, I think that's something the Jets can probably sort out with time. I think that there are some internal upgrades they might look at in rearranging some of the special teams units. And if Heinola ever makes this team, that'll be a way to really um, create more on the man advantage. Billy's puck movement and, and distribution are just really good for the five on four situations. But, you know, the, the power play definitely needs some juice. The PK could use some more defensive acumen. Both have been ailing this year. And uh, Winnipeg really needs them to both be excellent because at even strength, the Jets aren't doing um, a lot offensively. They might have scored a number of goals, but you have to realize it's probably against weaker goaltenders. Against the stronger teams, it's been a little bit more of an uphill struggle. So your special teams really need to be this team's bread and butter. And uh, Winnipeg will want to sort that out as quickly as humanly possible. But, you know, that is kind of for another day, I guess. We'll see how the Jets handle it. It's it's nine games into the season, so there's plenty of time to fix things. But I'd be curious to know what you think is your biggest surprise and your biggest disappointment. Let me know in the comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Uh, Friday's episode should be some thoughts on Winnipeg versus Montreal. Let's go, Jets, and hope that they uh, smack the Canadians around a little bit and, and win this game big. They could use a nice win for Rick Bonus as he'll be behind the bench again for uh, only the second time this season and uh, hoping that he's feeling better. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It brings you the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and our famous take of the day. It's available in all of your favorite podcasting platforms, so like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, Thanks for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.